Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Baby, it's time to ride the funk train. This is Funkmaster V with Wrestling with Ghosts and a SideParanormal.com. Babies, you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you could also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. Alright, I'm here to do another review for you. I got The Umbrella Academy, and that is on Netflix, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably not watching the number one thing on Netflix. Yes, it's number one. Uh, Netflix has started doing this, like, you know, top ten things on Netflix, so they tell you what everyone else is watching, and it's funny that I realize I really don't have the same... Uh, tastes as the rest of the world, because most of the stuff on the top ten list on, on Netflix I'm kind of uninterested in. It's not not necessarily something that I want to watch. Uh, however, this one, I, I like it. And I didn't watch it because of that, by the way. I, I saw the first season of The Umbrella Academy and was hooked on it, and then saw when the second season was coming was coming out, and I was like, oh yeah, gotta watch that. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. And I'm going to spoil it, so I'll go ahead and watch. So let's see, 10 episodes per season, about an hour an episode, that's 20 hours, I'll wait. Remember to shower, don't forget to eat, maybe sleep, I don't know. Uh, yeah, do 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 Oh wait, yeah, you could pause the podcast and come back after watching 20 hours of television. So I don't know if you're even still awake at this point because you just got off of 20 hours of television. But anyways, uh, Umbrella Academy. So to kind of recap season one, season one is a superhero uh, group, kind of like the X-Men. So think mutant powers, strange dude training them, uh, but more adult. <laughs> so, you know, if, if X-Men was something from your adolescence and your youth, the Umbrella Academy is uh, something for the adult. Because the, you know, the person that raised them is not beloved Professor X, but kind of an asshat uh, <laughs> who they all have father issues because of. So uh, the, the person that that basically uh, runs the Umbrella Academy, uh, for lack of a better word, is this kind of curmudgeonly old uh, billionaire that uh, 
ends up buying all these children born on October 1st, 1989. So all these children born on October 1st, 1989 have weird mutant powers. Uh, and so he ends up buying as much of these kids as he can. And then he makes a superhero team out of them. And of course he's a real, you know, hard ass. He, uh, uh, you know, when one of them dies, so this is kind of the kind of guy he is when one of them dies in a mission, instead of, you know, offering some speech about them doing their best, he talks about how terrible they were and they did their worst and he, the kid wouldn't have died if it wasn't them. It's all their fault. Why they do that? You know, that that's kind of the jerk he is. So he's sort of a jerk, uh, and they all have father issues because of it, because it's basically their family. Uh, they're all kind of consider themselves brothers and sisters, even though they're not biologically related. Uh, they do consider themselves family because they all grew up together in this umbrella academy in this uh, sort of preparatory school for superheroes. And they, of course, they call the guy that runs it dad and their mom's a robot, which is very inexplicable and still not explained it's two seasons in because you meet the human version of what is the robot <laughs> later on. So you realize, you know, you think she's just a robot, the guy made to have a robot wife, but then you find out in the second season that that is actually made on a real person. So there's actually this real person that the robot was designed after. Uh, so you don't know what happens to her, why he made a robot out of her, or what is going on, but yeah, there's that <laughs> piece of news. But anyway, so we go to, let's skip ahead to season, oh, season one, there's a big apocalypse uh, number five, uh, which is, you know, they all go by numbers, but they do have names too. But, uh, anyways, number five, he, he, uh, you know, has this ability to kind of like, uh, teleport and he could also teleport through time, although it's really hard for him to do. And, you know, for example, his older self screws up teleporting through time and jumps into his younger self body. So it's actually like played by a kid, which is pretty amazing because he's like the oldest character there, but he's uh, in a kid's body. So, you know, think of like, you know, your kid that's drinking and cursing and swearing and always having coffee. Uh, <laughs> that is the, uh, the character anyway. So he, uh, screws up a, a time jump, um, you know, comes back as a kid. He's warning all his brother and sisters that the world's going to end because he's been there. He's like jumped ahead in the future where it's all a post-apocalyptic, wasteland and everyone is dead uh and then eventually they find out it's their sister who's played by ellen page uh who basically uh in the first season you think she has no powers but it's really because she had such an amazing power that uh even her dad was afraid of her and drugged her up and locked her in the basement and did all these terrible things to her and convinced her she had no power so she would never use her power and then when she does discover her power uh all this crap happens and then eventually she blows up the moon and causes the apocalypse uh so that's how powerful it is she could blow up the moon uh so anyways what happens is they finally save uh the world by the end except not really they're kind of unable to stop it but they you know teleport he five teleports them back in time to uh, escape the apocalypse and they all end up in Dallas, uh, Texas, starting from 1960 onward to 1963, all coming at different times. So the the 
that's what's kind of fun about this particular season two is that in season two they all show up in the 60s and they all come at different times and then they all start living these different lives uh <laughs> in the 60s and of course one of my favorite characters in this is Kloss. he's his power is to just you know it's kind of actually the lamest one he can talk to the dead so he sees ghosts he's able to talk to them and uh the ghost can also do things for him like you know attack people and stuff like that if he wants them so uh anyways <laughs> Kloss, that's his power but he's kind of the you know because his dad locked him in rooms when he was a kid and and uh locked him in rooms with ghosts by the way so he's like fully able to talk to ghosts and he as a kid was locked up in rooms with them so in pitch black rooms with nothing but ghosts uh <laughs> yeah see it's a great father story uh anyways uh <laughs> the reason i find him so entertaining because he's kind of like the the derelict character he has you know drug and alcohol problems and all this other kind of stuff but What's really amazing about him going back to the 60s is it's the 60s, man. He becomes a cult leader. So he basically gets a bunch of people following him. And what's amazing about his cult is that all his words of wisdom are just song lyrics from songs that haven't been written yet. So he does like, you know, don't go chasing waterfalls by TLC as as like, you know, he, he's repeating the song lyrics and people are... are, are saying them back like there's some gospel or you know like like they're they're that like he's like this religious leader and then another point he does i will survive uh you know and, and it's just really funny like every every word of wisdom in his cult is all song lyrics so he's just kind of starting a cult uh for the fun of it because he thinks his whole family is dead he, he thinks everyone is uh is gone except for the one that actually died that he still sees uh so that one that died that the father gives the bad speech about the that that's still there so that's that's my favorite character but there's also something for everyone in there <laughs> uh so they all you know like uh the sister who is black uh she goes back and joins like you know a a uh a movement like that are going to do like sit-ins you know so they go to like a whites only uh uh eating establishment and sit in you know to like protest and stuff like that uh she also has this power that she can like say i heard a rumor and then something and they'll do whatever that is so if she said you know i heard a rumor that you'd give me 20 bucks she you would just give her 20 bucks you know that that's how her power works she has kind of mind control powers but they're kind of temporary and 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 just you know, she said, I heard a rumor or something, and they'll go do that, and then they're kind of under, not under mind control anymore after they just do whatever she says. Uh, so that's her thing. But she doesn't like to use her rumor power because it kind of screws up things around her. So she really is trying to avoid using it. But then there's eventually one point where her husband is like being beaten uh, by a cop, and she's thinking that he's going to die. And so she uses it. And then, you know, she. Uh, her husband kind of thinks like, whoa, how'd you just get this cop to walk away? That's, are are you in league with the cops or like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? So he gets distrustful of her. And then there's also this weird thing called the commission. That is this time agency sort of deal that is uh, chasing them with these weird assassins. And in this one, it's the, they call them the Swedes. And there's these three blonde guys that are just trying to kill our main characters uh, throughout the show. And and uh they they take an interesting turn i won't get into that too much uh 
Then there's Diego. He his power is to like kind of throw knives and and always you have them go where they want and 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 always catch them and stuff like that. And he meets this girl who uh, eventually. You know, he falls in love with. Oh, by the way, he gets put in an asylum for his uh thing for his thing because he's gonna say President Kennedy. That's why he thinks they got put back to that time period, uh, <laughs> where he meets a girl who, you know, basically, uh, is is very fun and entertaining at first, but then she plays a more significant role, in the sense that uh, she, there's this evil person from the commission who's kind of out to get all of them, and uh, you find out that that's her daughter, but not even her daughter. It was like she had this girl's ki parents killed and then raises her as her daughter because she has all these cool powers that manifest at the end. Uh, <laughs> so that girl survives, and then, of course, all the people in the family survive, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on. So yeah, anyway, so something for everybody in this, I swear. There's like so many plot lines, I can't even, I can't even get to everyone in this, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm already like, like, I just barely touched on a few of the characters. Uh, there's Vanya, the, the Ellen Page, uh, person who has her superpowers and she kind of learns more control over her superpowers in this season. Uh, she also falls in love with a farm girl who falls in love with her back and her husband, of course, is, uh, weird creepo dude that wants to lock up their his own kid in an asylum and uh the <laughs> farm girl does not want that to happen and then ellen page gets stuck in the middle with it and then you know she at one point uses her powers to you know try and get uh this woman away from her her creepo husband and uh that causes people to you know like fling out of the way and the uh and they put her in uh like you know this fbi uh like <laughs> like like the fbi comes in and thinks she's a russian spy because it's obviously the 60s that's that's what everyone must be <laughs> at that point in time and they dose her up with acid because they really did do that actually like in the 60s they did these weird experiments on people where they gave them acid and uh they were trying to see if if giving people acid would give people mind control powers or or they would get mind control over them and anyways it was kind of a terrible experiment because like like and this is not a conspiracy theory this is like you could actually go look this one up like like this <laughs> this really did happen like the it was it was either the FBI or the CIA I forget exactly which one but they literally dosed people with acid unwillingly so the people that they were giving acid they didn't actually like tell them that's what they were doing so it's got to be really like <laughs> for the person experiencing it that's got to be a weird day uh <laughs> on their behalf but of course <laughs> it had no mind control properties or whatever they were thinking it is so it's just sort of a failed experiment they just ended up getting people high and <laughs> uh that was the real life version but in this they they dose her up and then start supering her like they then they also start torturing her at the same time by putting her feet in a they were or feeding water and then, you know, pumping electricity through her. And so her powers start getting amped. And, and then eventually you find out that she is the cause of the 1963 apocalypse because, uh, once again, they're trying to stop the apocalypse, which is, uh, nukes going off. And, uh, basically what happens is, uh, if she, uh, because the FBI is torturing her, 
the uh the the FBI federal building blows up which causes Kennedy's motorcade to kind of just drive off uh which means Kennedy doesn't get assassinated uh Kennedy thinks that that the Russians did it so they launch a nuke back at the Russians and then eventually there's a total exchange of nukes and and the whole world dies and <laughs> and that's the apocalypse they're trying to stop in 1963 so there is the the 2019 apocalypse and then the the 63 apocalypse and and then what's also interesting is that when they finally go back at the end they travel back to 2019 so i don't know what they're going to do with covid-19 uh on on that topic and and it's it's going to fascinate me if they're just going to skip 2020 uh or or what is going to go on because like they have to address it right because they're they're putting this series in like the like obviously the first season came out in 2019 and so they want you know when when they date it they like that they 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 date it so you could think oh this is all happening right now you know what i mean like like somewhere out there the umbrella academy really exists you know that's sort of the idea behind dating like like giving people a date uh but I don't know how it's going to change the trajectory of their series because they actually have a date, right? It's 2019 and 2020 is the, the, the COVID-19. So are they going to write that in or are they just going to jump ahead to 2021? I mean, they got time travel. So, you know, are they going to wait until there's a vaccine and just be like, okay, life's back to normal. We're going to do this, you know, are they, they going to have to write COVID-19 into their thing or are they just going to ignore it? This is an alternate universe where COVID-19 never happened. Like, that's, I don't know, it's, it's really going to fascinate me. I'm, I'm really interested in, on how television shows and how shows are just going to deal with it coming up. Because, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're watching right now, I'm sure, was filmed before COVID was even a personality uh, or, or a possibility. Uh, you know, uh, so I think, like, this Umbrella Academy season was probably all filmed before COVID. And if it wasn't... Maybe there's a few shots here and there that they did, uh, but I, I'm pretty sure it was filmed. In fact, I think everything still, with the exception of maybe reality shows, because there's a quicker turnaround on those, right? You don't need as much time, but with shows like The Umbrella Academy, with costumes and sets and acting and all that kind of stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, you you got usually a lot more time between when they film it and then when you see it right so they probably filmed uh everything that happened in last season in in 2019 uh and then of course a year later is when they're ready to re release it that's usually it sounds about right so we're gonna run out of uh <laughs> uh pre the covid era stuff pretty soon here so we're gonna see television and movies and and everything that's just filmed either in 2020 or has to take 2020 into account so i'm really curious to see where things are going i want to see you know do sitcoms uh have social distancing and face masks you know or or is it just life is normal the pandemic never happened like you know like i i'm curious to see what people do because i i you know I, I guess for some for the ones that want to do life as normal i could see why like for a sitcom probably too heavy of a topic <laughs> you know too too people are sick of dealing with it they want to escape right but then when it comes to i know something like the umbrella academy i i feel i don't know it's <laughs> i'm i'm curious like i i want to know how 2020 fits in 
in the next season. Uh, and so I'm going to be watching for that and I'll report and, and I'll report if I see anything that, that really, you know, uh, sticks out as being, uh, <laughs> as being something from the pandemic era. Cause that's the other thing is if you see something that's like really, uh, I don't know, light on characters, uh, it's probably maybe filmed during the pandemic. So anyways, uh, Umbrella Academy, go ahead and check it out. It's a really, it's a really fun series. There's lots of comedy. There's lots of action. Uh, it's like X-Men, but it's more adult because there's, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. And father issues, you know, <laughs> Uh, anything you want in, in, in sort of this more adult, uh, X-Men verse, I guess is really my, my best way of saying it. So yeah, go out, watch yourself some Umbrella Academy and, uh, yeah, report back to me. Well, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, if anyone, if your, if your future self ever comes back to you, and says that he needs to do something to help you stop the apocalypse, then just help him. I mean, God, it's your future self. Are you really that much of an asshole that you can't trust your future self? Ah, that's something to think about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Alright, have a good night.